the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends, to another episode that is going to be a little bit disturbing. going to be informational, too, so don't worry. I'm not going to freak you out too much. This one's going to hit home, probably, for a lot of you. I'm going to say things that are going to be very controversial, but they're true. I'm going to go through this kind of quickly. I'm going to list a bunch of names and companies and things to watch out for in your daily life. A couple stories, some issues to think about, things to worry about, things to not worry about. So let's just dive right in, shall we? All right, so today's topic is going to be about food. I know, shocker, right? And a health channel. But this time we're going to talk about food that you can eat and consume in America and some other countries, but you can't consume in other countries because they're illegal. They're banned because they're criminal. Bad food. Go to your room. You see, there's foods that our FDA will allow you to eat, but other countries' health services will not allow people to eat because of good reasons or bad reasons? Well, let's explore it. So let's start with the number one reason why our food here, many foods, this is not all food. This is just some of the foods you've heard of that are banned. Not all food is banned, but these things I'm going to go through are. The number one reason is antibiotics. FDA actually claims that 80% of antibiotics are used in agriculture. What happens is the bacteria that they have become resistant to the antibiotics. I know you've heard this concept before, but hear me out. You have bacteria in and on you that animals have as well. So if they have symptoms and then those veterinarians want to give those animals medicines to get rid of that bacteria that might cause diarrhea or rashes or itching or any of these other kind of things, they'll put that into their body or into their food. Those antibiotics create resistant bacteria. And then when we're exposed to those foods, we then take on that antibiotic. So essentially, you're medicating yourself with antibiotics almost every single day if you're consuming foods with antibiotics in them. These bacteria that we're talking about that are becoming resistant this is medical profession literature. These bacteria kill over 20,000 people a year and over 2 million people are hospitalized by just these bacteria in your food that are resistant to the antibiotics that we keep giving our animals. That's all food except buffalo. Sure hanker for a taste of buffalo meat. Me too. Ain't never had none. So what happens is when they give antibiotics to the animals, it lowers the use of feed and feeds the biggest expense for farmers. So chickens in like 1950 used to take 70 days to grow to slaughter. In 2008, it's only 48 days. They put on weight faster with the use of antibiotics. Hmm, that's interesting, isn't it? If they gain weight from antibiotics, do we also gain weight from antibiotics? I'm asking, is that why it's really hard to lose weight? Well, let's explore it. If antibiotics destroy the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria in your body, could that be responsible for you not losing weight? I mean, 
it sounds reasonable. We'll get into a little bit of this. So if the good bacteria are killed, they help keep the bad bacteria in check. Then you eat a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, you're going to gain weight. Factory farm chicken, for example, are growing so fast, the organs and bones can't keep up. Yeah, they have large breasts and thighs and legs. Um, moving on. For meat, but the rest of their body is small. So they can only take a few steps or just sit around because they can't move well. Of course, salmonella is the number one bacteria from chicken that kills most people. It's becoming resistant to these antibiotics. That's scary. In Europe, chicken is labeled pathogen-free actually on the label of the container. But we don't have that here in the United States. Why? Why can't we have certified pathogen-free Meat. Europe has it. It's not that hard, obviously, or else they couldn't do it. Chicken used to be much more costly back in like 1900 to like 1940 range. Chicken now is super cheap because they can grow them fast and everybody's eating it. It's the number one meat in America, obviously. We'll get into that too. So commercially raised non-organic chicken is a huge source of estrogen. You're not eating just a chicken. You're eating the female chicken. How do you make female chickens grow? Well, apparently antibiotics are showing that they're growing faster. And the other one is estrogen. Can anybody who is on estrogen or menopausal drugs relate to this? You gain weight. It's usually about 20 to 25, 30 pounds. Some people a little more, but 20, 25 pounds is normal. Then what do you do? So how does this apply to eggs then? If it doesn't say organic and pasture raised, don't eat it. Just skip those eggs altogether. If you can't get them, then don't buy the cheap crap. Cheap eggs, non-organic pasture raised eggs are not healthy. If it's all you can afford, if that's all you can get, still better than so many other foods we're going to talk about. Still better. But if you're really striving for that healthy response in your body, that healthy day-to-day good sleep, lower stress, quality body structure, whatever that is, you need to consume quality eggs. Why is it so important for an egg? Because think about what an egg is. I know, we don't really want to think about it. But the egg is so nutrient-dense that if it's a poor quality, you're not getting a lot of nutrients, therefore you're not getting much out of it. But also, it's got a lot of estrogen in it and antibiotics and chemical toxins. So the cleaner the egg, the better quality food it is. Because of World War I and World War II, they were prioritizing the beef and the pork to the soldiers because they were considered, check this out, they considered it better meat. Okay, I'm sorry. What do you mean by better meat? Are you saying that beef and pork is better than chicken and turkey? That's interesting, isn't it? Well, I'd say, yeah, they are. Japanese, up until World War II, Okinawa, they consumed pork as their main meat supply, as their main meat source. Naturally raised, totally awesome. Americans came in, ate all the pigs because the soldiers were hungry. They were forced to live on other foods. 
now they've since brought back the pork into their diet. Beef around the whole world is consumed except India and Pakistan. I think Pakistan. Doesn't matter. Beef is prized. Buffalo is so prized that in America, it's illegal to even do anything to them other than just let them graze on grass. Just leave them alone. Let them do what they do. They make perfectly good meat, really awesome meat, and you don't have to do anything. Just let them eat the grass and then slaughter, and there you go. Awesome food. So why is meat as beef, which is a ruminant animal, or pork, which is properly raised, why is it better than chicken and turkey? Because fowl is not as good as grass-eating or scavenging animals like a pig. By the way, pigs don't eat the garbage that we throw out. You can throw scraps from food, they'll eat those, and it's totally fine. They can digest that. They only have one stomach like you and I do. They're closer to us than you might think. They're not out eating nasty diseased food that everybody thinks. That's factory farming. Pasture-raised pigs eat everything from nuts and seeds and grasses and mushrooms. I mean, they eat anything. But guess what? It's all out there in the natural fields, in the woods, around rivers and streams. They don't need us to feed them. They find food, but that food's better. So why are we consuming so much chicken? We started eating more chicken because it was less important for the soldiers. So yeah, there you go. The chicken boom happened for the rest of us because, you know, we're not as important as the soldiers are in war. So we happily took on chicken and other forms of meat while the wars were on. And it stuck and it hasn't gone anywhere. Guess who made lots of profit? <laughs> that would be the chicken producers. In order to grow a whole lot of chickens, though, you have to keep them from getting sick. So forever, up until 2011, many chicken farmers used, wow, can't believe I have to say this word. I don't want to use this word, but Pfizer. Pfizer made a antibiotic-type killer of pathogens called Roxasone. R-O-X-A-S-O-N-E. It kills parasites. Guess what? It also then increased the production of meat, not just because animals didn't die, but it has other effects on the body. So the animal will grow more meat. The byproduct of roxazone is that it's turned into arsenic in the body of the animal. So when you're eating chicken, you're getting tons of arsenic up to 2011. They don't do it anymore. But up till then, for all these years, yeah, you got arsenic poisoning. Many countries... When they found this out, they banned it like long ago. But in our infinite wisdom in America, it was fine until 2011. Who do you think may have used this product while becoming the largest chicken producer in America? Could it be Tyson Foods? Tyson's terrible. They're one of the worst companies to ever exist. Do they feed people? Sure. Are they hurting people? Yes. Next to Tyson... What would be a worse company that's involved in all of your food? That would be Nestle. I'm going to hammer on Nestle. This is what I was talking about earlier in the opening. I'm going to say some things you're not going to like. I'm going to list a bunch of companies and stuff. You're going to have to hold on 
It's going to be a wild ride. Other than Nestle, though, there's another one that's really bad. That's Monsanto, who owns most of the seeds. Of course, they're GMO. And you can't grow those without using their pesticide, which is glyphosate. So you end up with GMO food. And then Nestle takes all of that food that Monsanto makes as ingredients and puts them together to make food you consume in packages. Nestle decided that they were going to take advantage of small villages in Pakistan. They took their clean drinking water that the whole villages would use. I mean, actual real clean drinking water. They stole it, packaged it in bottles, and sold it as Nestle's Pure Life Water. Yeah, the stuff you see in our stores, they did the same to them. They did this to them. But guess what? They didn't pay for the water. They then sold it back to the villagers. But the villagers couldn't afford it. So what'd they have to do? They had to drink polluted water that was free. And then the bottles that Nestle used were not certified to meet health standards. They're full of plastics and stuff. Yeah, that's Nestle. Oh, it gets better. Nestle also created a baby formula for people in India and other countries. They would give this baby formula free to people, but the cans were just big enough that they ran out quickly and would have to come back to Nestle to get more samples. Eventually, over a longer period of time, they weren't using breast milk. It was easier just to make this baby formula for the baby. Guess what it did to the babies? I'll leave that one up to your imagination. It's horrific. And by the way, did they ever pay for this? All the hundreds of thousands of babies they hurt? Of course not. Major corporations never get in trouble. Don't we all know that? Chocolate comes from uh, West Africa mostly. That's harvested using child labor. And guess what is one of Nestle's biggest products? Chocolate. They use it in all kinds of things like their ice cream and their candy. Wow, there's so much to say there. Here's a quick one for you. Avocados. So avocados are unique because they're a commodity, aren't they? Americans love their avocados now. Who doesn't love an awesome guacamole? I mean, seriously. I don't even eat plants anymore, but it's one of the few things I miss is a really awesome guacamole. By the way, quick tip, guacamole, if you're into this and you still eat it, add or make, it's even better to make your own ranch dressing seasoning, add it to your guacamole, boom, that's a winner. So the cartels have realized that avocados are a big business. They're so big, they actually have taken over a lot of the avocado trade. They make more money off of avocados than they do even marijuana. That's crazy. So then the farmers got together and created avocado militia. I'm serious, I'm not even kidding. They've created their own militia to protect themselves from the cartels that came in and stole all their avocados and then sold it to American companies to feed everybody in California for their toast. Really, I'm not even kidding. So be careful where you buy your avocados. I think it's probably better just to get California ones at this point until they can really work that whole situation out. But there's that for you. Chew on it. Do whatever you want. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that other than how do you know if it's Militia or cartel avocados when the sticker on the avocado says Mexico, who knows? It's just really terrible, isn't it? You can't even get an avocado without some evil entity involved. It's just ridiculous.
Kraft is another one of those companies that's just absolutely evil. You can go to Kraft's website, see all of the companies they own and all the foods that you consume on a regular basis that you probably shouldn't be. But Nestle definitely takes it for, as far as food goes, the worst food company on the planet. And I'm going to hammer it. So I'm sorry. Bear with me. If you want to fast forward, you can. But I think this is really important. Knowledge is more important than life, Captain. We've only one excuse for existing. To think, to find out, to learn. What can we learn? I'm going to list everything Nestle's involved in. And then you can make your decision whether or not you can support these companies. This is not exhaustive. That's for sure. They have... 2,000 brands. I'm just going to give you like 25. But these are big ones you've heard of, and you may not know that they're owned by Nestle. And when I say Nestle is evil, I can't stress it enough. Lawsuits galore. Countries that have sued them. They are evil. And by the way, most everything you own, everything you buy, there's about 10 companies that make everything. And Nestle is one of the 10. All right, strap in. You're ready? Here it goes. Here's the main ones. I'm just going to go quick. Not going to spend a lot of time. Cheerios. Yeah. You know, that food that you feed your babies when they're teething and you want to get them started on solid food? Well, guess what? Never, ever give babies Cheerios. First of all, they're tasteless. Why would you want to eat Cheerios without milk? Wow. Coffee mate. Hydrogenated fat, sugar, High fructose corn syrup. What else can we say? Corn flakes. Ho-ho. Look into corn flakes, the history of it, and why it was started. That'll blow your mind. DiGiorno pizza. Wasn't really good anyway, but you see it at every single grocery store. Essentia water. Do I need to say anything more? Essentia? It's not even that great anyway. All kinds of dog food, cat food brands. They have a whole ton of them. So a company that's making cat food, dog food, is also making food for you. That's interesting. This one hurts a lot for being in the natural health industry. If you know who Garden of Life is, they make a bunch of natural supplements. They're now owned by Nestle. So I will never, ever purchase anything from that company ever again. Gerber. Yes, Gerber is absolutely terrible food for your child. Never, ever give babies anything that's created by Gerber, even if it says it's natural or organic or any of that kind of stuff. Don't even support Nestle, but I guarantee the product isn't as good as you might think. Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Really? Seriously? Hot Pockets. Well, all you gamers, I just ruined your world, didn't I, if you care about eating healthy? They probably don't, but there you go. Hot Pockets are terrible. Kit Kat. I'm not a big fan of those, but there it is. Lean Cuisine. Gross. Life became gray and flavorless. Lean Cuisine is terrible. There's nothing lean about it. Nespresso and Nescafe. Pure Life Water. That's their brand. That's their main Nestle brand. It's nothing pure about it. Perrier. Oh. San Pellegrino. Oh, you see this? Shredded wheat. Who knew? This one hurts a lot. For those of you that love Starbucks coffee, which if you remember my past episode, Starbucks really isn't even coffee. Starbucks coffee. 
at home version. Stouffer's. Wait a minute. Starbucks at home? Hmm. Starbucks and Nestle. Interesting. Stouffer's. Toll House Cookies. <gasps> cookies! L'Oreal. Maybelline. Oh, see, now it's on the body. Nesty. That's the T, you know, Nesty. Poland Spring Water. All kinds of candy and chocolate. Of course, we all know Nestle. That's why they started. Dryer's Ice Cream. Garnier. The hair care product stuff. Carnation. All kinds of baby foods, not just Gerber. Seattle's Best Coffee. Libby's, the vegetable in the can. California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, see, this gets interesting. Golden Graham Cereal. Come on, you guys. The sun's already up. It's going to be a golden day. Let's see. Oh, those golden Grahams. Oh, those golden Grahams. Crispy, crunchy Graham Cereal family breakfast treat. part of a complete breakfast. That's enough of that. Really loved that stuff when I was a child. Now I feel terrible for eating it. This one's going to blow your mind. Fragrances, as in perfume and cologne. They own Ralph Lauren, Yves Saint Laurent, Armani, and Diesel cologne and perfume. Uh-huh. See, the world is weirder than you know. And the one that hurts the most... They own Solgar, that's S-O-L-G-A-R, supplement company. I have experience in history with this company going back to 1990. That one hurts a lot. Vital Collagen. You know the little tub of collagen that's called Vital brand? Yeah, they own that too. Moving on, here's the branded foods that are actually illegal in countries, but are legal here. Are you ready? I'm going to go through these a little bit quickly, but also describe some of them. Fruit Loops. I think that's pretty obvious, don't you? Do Fruit Loops look at all like fruit or resemble or taste like fruit? And fruit is not in a loop. So there's that. But you can just know. Nothing in nature is colored like that. <laughs> so it's basically just... Carbs and sugar and food dyes. That's not food. How about this one? Mountain Dew. What's wrong with you? Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew is banned almost everywhere. Mountain Dew is banned in a lot of countries. Why? You'd think, well, it's just pop or soda, depending where you're from, right? Nope. Wrong. It has brominated vegetable oil. What the heck is that? Well, you see, they take bromine, mix it with vegetable oil, and it creates this substance that helps things stir together and mix together and hold together like liquids. Problem is, um, it's terrible for you. Basically, bromine, it's used as flame retardant in everything from clothing to things in your home and things in commercial buildings and such. Obviously, firemen have it on their suits and that kind of thing. So why is it in your beverage? And did Mountain Dew have it when they first started? I doubt it. I doubt it. American bread is another one that 
is banned in so many in so many countries because guess what? Bromine. So it's called potassium bromate. You see it on the label as enriched wheat flour or brominated wheat flour. Now here's the thing. When it's banned in China, you know that that's not good for you. China doesn't ban bread from America unless it's really bad. I mean, they have no standards for anything in their atmosphere and their water supply and all that kind of stuff. But oh my God, bread from America? Oh no, that right there can't have it. Banned, illegal. It's so terrible for your health. We can't have it. But we can pollute the world. So, okay. Basically, it's a carcinogen. And guess what it's in? One of everyone's favorite foods, not just crackers and cookies and stuff like that, which it's in because it's brominated wheat flour, but, oh, this one's killer for those of us who grew up with these. Cheez-Its. Yep, Cheez-Its are banned in many countries. <laughs> you think, really? Cheez-Its? You just go, yeah, they come in multiple flavors. You look at it and go, they're delicious. Yeah, well, they're also so unhealthy because they cause cancer. And countries and health agencies of these countries know it. So they say no. But America, it's okay. American pork is also banned. Too many additives into the animal. They add these things to increase the weight. And the countries have banned it. So if you're buying pork for your home, which is awesome. I don't have a problem with people eating pork. You don't need it every meal, but I mean, you can have it as part of your food. It's, it's a fine meat, but you really should be consuming pasture raised as much as you can. It's not that hard to find. Matter of fact, if you go to some of your farmer's markets and you ask them, they'll tell you, oh yeah, I just let the pigs do what they do and that's it. And you're okay. That's pasture raised. Awesome. Otherwise you can order online. I order my meat online from somebody that I trust. It's fantastic. And I know exactly what I'm getting every time. Always comes perfectly intact, totally frozen, excellent. The one that's kind of funny and goes along with Fruit Loops a little bit, but Skittles. So it's one of the few candies that's banned in so many countries because in order to make Skittles that color, so not only is it just pure sugar, which countries don't like, but in order to get that vibrant color, they use titanium dioxide. You're not supposed to eat titanium dioxide. In the automotive world, titanium dioxide is used to put on car paint to protect it from the elements like acids and stuff. Well, you're ingesting that. Humans aren't supposed to be eating titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide is also one of the main ingredients in sunscreen. Would you eat sunscreen? I don't think so. Apparently, many countries don't want our dairy. Can you blame them? Because we had so many hormones. So the hormone controversy in the early 90s, I don't know if you remember it, but it was a big deal, especially in the health industry. We said, why are you doing this? They said, there's nothing wrong with this stuff. Oh, yeah? Well, other countries can see the evidence showing that if you add hormones to dairy cows to make them produce more milk, the milk then is tainted. And then when you drink it as a human, it does bad things to you. That's absolute fact. It is true. Why would a country ban hormonal milk from America just because? 
do you think that they may have actually looked at the evidence and said, wait a minute, why would we want this garbage? Yeah, they did. But then we say, oh, no, 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 there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Yeah, you're going to believe the FDA. Well, these countries don't believe the FDA, and I don't blame them. They even ban American chicken. Did you know that? Did you know that so many countries will not accept our chicken? Because chicken is factory farmed, mostly. But the slaughterhouses, well, you see, they have to be super sanitary. And what do they do? They chlorinate all these water baths, and then they have to dunk these chickens in this chlorinated water all the time. Because when you slaughter a chicken, or if you know anything about slaughtering, things come out of an animal. And you can't have a lot of that when you're processing 100 chickens per minute. And that would start to overwhelm, shall we say, the slaughter process. So they have to clean that out. So they use tons of chlorine. Well, the chlorine is in the chicken. So the countries that have banned chicken have looked at the amount of chlorine and said, no way, we're not doing this. They do the same thing with U.S. packaged beef. They say, no, American beef, no, we don't want it. It's terrible. You do a bunch of weird things. We don't want it. And then coffee, mate, is weird, right? It's got sugar, corn syrup, hydrogenated fats. It's about one of the most unnatural things that you could possibly consume. I mean, just do heavy cream or half and half or butter even. Why do you have to use coffee meat in your coffee? It's disgusting. Middle Eastern countries have banned it. They said, no, this stuff is not even real. And of course it doesn't follow their religious principles, but regardless, they are like, no, this stuff is nasty. No, we don't want it in our countries. Go figure that countries would ban Twinkies. I mean, what's wrong with Twinkies? I can think of many things wrong with Twinkies. Twinkies are basically coffee mate in a solid form, if you really think about it. If you bought vanilla coffee mate and tasted that, and then you ate like a bite of Twinkie, it's pretty much the same thing, right? I mean, am I stretching? I don't think so. Twinkies have corn syrup, sugar, tons of trans fats, all the hydrogenated oils, brominated wheat flour, yellow number five, and every other thing you can possibly make synthetically and put it into a food. We all know this. It's not true. You leave a Twinkie out and 100 years later, it doesn't change. It's not, that's not true. But in your body, what does it do? What does it do to you? For those few minutes that you find Twinkies to be tasty, what is it doing to your body? How about this one? You'll love this. And we're all guilty of this. Maybe 2% of you listening might say, nope, never did it. My parents never gave it to me. Well, guess what? Most of us, if you're an American, most of us grew up with this. You might even still do it to this day because it's comfort food. Are you ready? Boxed macaroni and cheese. Oh yeah, that stuff. Did you know that countries ban it because it's nowhere near a natural food? Because the cheese we put in it isn't cheese. And of course, the pasta is made with brominated wheat flour. So basically, you have a chemical mess trying to replicate some form of macaroni and cheese. Horrible. Kellogg's products are also banned. Pretty much all their cereals. Please don't feed your child cereal. 
especially ones that are colored, especially ones that try and replicate something in nature. But honestly, cereal is terrible for people, not to mention your child. And if you really want to know what's going on, not only is it the flour and the sugar and everything else that's in there, but they have to grind all that grain. In the grinding process, iron dislodges from the grinders, and it's in that food. So you're chewing metal particles. I'm talking large particles. You can, and people have done this, you can take a magnet and run it over some of these cereals, and you'll see iron particles attached to the magnet. You're chewing that. I don't care about once you swallow it. That'll pass right out. That's not a big deal. But you're chewing it with your teeth. That's not a good idea. It's stronger than your enamel. Plus, it's just sugar and carbs. And then you're sending your kid to school. My parents did it to me. I did it to myself when I was old enough not to need their advice anymore about what to eat for breakfast. It's just wrong all the way around. Kellogg's originally did it so that boys wouldn't... Well, let me say it like this. Boys wouldn't uh, take care of themselves because he was a vegan or vegetarian. I can't remember which one. He said that boys take care of themselves and one way to lower that would be to not consume meat. So if he made a grain cereal for breakfast instead of eating animal foods, that the boys wouldn't, um, well, you know what I mean. I sure did. Boy, I never seen two kids do so much damn quacking. And then it stuck. And now everybody does this thinking this is a thing you do in America is cereal. There's so many countries in the world that are like, what's that? That doesn't even look right. What is that food? Is it even food? Is it food? I'm asking you now. Is it really food? Does that look like something you should eat? Are Fruit Loops actually food? And all the other cereals that we have on the shelves. And notice, when you go to the grocery store, the entire aisle one side of the aisle is so many different types of cereal. Why is that? Super profitable. They don't care about your health. It's all profit. They know they gotcha. Cereal with cold milk. Boom. Crunchy texture. Sweet. They gotcha. And then when they try and make it a fiber cereal, they add sugar. Because if you're just chewing straight fiber, no one wants to do that. That's just... Grape nuts, if you remember that cereal. You're just chewing, and you're chewing, and you're nonstop chewing. And then you're like, man, if I just had something sweeter in here to make this more enjoyable, why am I chewing these little tiny rocks? Forever. And then they added John Denver. To make you think that, well, in Colorado, when you're in the mountains, you have grape nuts, that this is healthy and you're attached to nature and this is how it should be. The meanwhile, cha-ching, cha-ching. Kellogg's and Post and all these brands, Nestle, they all make so much money off you on this kind of stuff. And they did me too. No longer. I'm smart enough now. Never do those things any longer. Of course, I haven't done them for, I don't even know, countless years. But fact is, they got you. They got you good. All the marketing and ads and campaign. Moving on. Gatorade. Who doesn't love Gatorade? Mildly sweet. 
refreshing. When it's cold, looks awesome. They got lots of different colors and flavors. Uh, can we say it's terrible? It's totally terrible. Banned in many countries. Now, mostly it's because there's just sugar water, but some countries think it's got too much sodium in there. Well, that's a different story. I'm telling you, it's the dyes and the sugar. Period. Absolutely terrible for you. Not good while you're sick. Not good for you when you're working out. Not good for you as an athlete at all. It doesn't do anything for you. I've taken athletes off of it and people who work out a lot and they feel better. There's other things you can do. You don't need Gatorade. It's really expensive too. If you remember when you were a child up till last week, you may have used stovetop stuffing. Stovetop stuffing, right? In the box, easy to do. I thought it was a little bit celery forward, but stovetop stuffing, easy to make. Lots of holidays, easier to do the box than it is to make it homemade. Homemade is a thousand times better, but we're lazy as humans. Stovetop stuffing is actually banned in many countries because of all the chemicals and garbage that's in there. We always hear how GMO foods, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just fine. That's just a conspiracy theory, Eric. GMO, just fine, nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah? If that's true, then how come the European Union has banned all GMO foods, even fruits like apples? Because not only are they GMO, but they contain DPA, carcinogenic. It's used to keep fruit from turning brown. Really? How about don't put so many apples in the grocery store to make them last a long time? How about put some apples out there, keep the rest in the cooler, and then just rotate them more often so that they don't turn brown? Or how about don't eat fruit at all because it's just candy? There's that. I did say that. You see, most foods that contain a preservative called BHA or also BHT, it's in just about everything that's packaged, but especially in our beloved potato chips, Doritos, any chip in a bag, <laughs> cookies, all this kind of stuff. And I hate even saying it because, you know, even though I'm a health guy, you know, there's times in my life that I really did like regular foods that were unhealthy. And one of them that was a personal favorite were Cheetos. Yeah, Cheez-Its, Cheetos, come on, man. Who doesn't love those? Guess what? BHA, BHT, it's dangerous enough that countries have banned it. Governments do a whole bunch of stuff for themselves and never for us. So when a country steps up and says, you shouldn't eat this, this is really, really bad, you should probably listen. In Australia and Norway, they banned Little Debbie foods. And then most of the other places have banned Little Debbie Swiss rolls because the Swiss rolls have so many things wrong. But one of the things is red 40, red dye 40. Why do you need red dye in Swiss rolls, which are chocolate and vanilla? It's there. But Austria and Norway are like, nope, we don't need a little Debbie foods. Those are terrible. You can't have them here. They're illegal. One that I find super funny is actually special K cereal. It's think about it. It's specially banned. That cereal is especially banned in many countries. There are so many added things to it, and it's changed it so much that the countries actually call it a GMO food, regardless if the wheat came from GMO or not. doesn't matter. They say it's genetically modified because 
there are so many unnatural things in it. There's nothing special about it. And when you claim that Special K is kind of healthier, they're like, nope, it's not. And we're banning you. One that's kind of unusual in America. One that is, shall we say, disgusting. And I will never consume it unless it's the last thing that I can have. Is farmed fish, especially salmon. These countries know that farmed salmon is horrendous. First of all, farmed salmon is not red. They have to artificially dye the food that they eat red in order to make the flesh look red. So you're eating gray salmon. But when you get wild-caught salmon, it's bright red. That comes from the food that they eat. See how this works? Fast food breakfast sandwiches are banned in many, many countries. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out why that one is. From the brominated wheat flour to the trans fats and the sugar and the garbage quality, everything that's in it. I mean, it's horrible. Matter of fact, many countries even ban chicken nuggets from some of these fast food companies because they know there's no chicken in it. And if there is chicken, it's so far processed, it's not chicken anymore. Chicken nuggets are absolutely disgusting, by the way. Don't even look up chicken nugget photos online. That, that'll freak you out a little bit. A little bit more on cereals, but like Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms, every, anything that's colored for cereals is banned. But I mean, Frosted Flakes, because those are cornflakes with sugar on them, which we just talked about. Lucky Charms. There's nothing lucky about them. There's nothing Irish about them. Ireland bans Lucky Charms. What's the irony? And then there's, you may not use this one very often, but it's kind of interesting to think about. Tostitos con queso cheese. Like, you know, you some corn chips and you dip it in the con queso. Well, that con queso has yellow five dye in it, which is really bad. We're going to talk about it. Pillsbury biscuits. Yep. The quintessential go to the cooler at the grocery store, get that little tube, make them at home. Banned. Many countries. Betty Crocker brownie mix. What could be wrong? Oh, the flour. Oh, the trans fats. Oh, the chocolate, which we're going to talk about. The sugar content. Of course, it's banned in a lot of places because it's terrible. And the one that is a little bit American that you might think, that's really, that one is banned? Jello. Oh yeah, banned. Why? Because Jello's clear. Real Jello would be clear. Okay. In order to have strawberry Jello, how is it red? The flavor's artificial and Jello's clear. Well, to make it red, you got to use red dye 40. Oh, we're going to talk about that too. So it doesn't matter if you do lime Jello, it's dyed green. There is no such thing as collagen coming from an animal that's colored and represented by a fruit. There's, you don't go, oh, look at that uh, strawberry milk cow, Nestle's strawberry milk. That comes from the strawberry cow. And then, wow, I can make jello from the cartilage from that animal. And look, it tastes like strawberry as well. No, that doesn't happen. That's just... That's not right, okay? There's no such thing as a strawberry cow. So how do you get strawberry gelatin when the gelatin comes from the cow? 
You don't. So it's artificial. Countries say no. Of course, high fructose corn syrup is banned in many countries because if you know anything about high fructose corn syrup, it's absolutely terrible for your body. It is. It could be the reason why we now have type 2 diabetes like we have it. How about this one? Drumstick ice cream. You know that little cone that you get in the freezer? It's got the little vanilla ice cream in it. It's got the chocolate coating on it, a little bit of nuts on it. Yeah, the drumstick, that's Nestle. Banned. All of Nestle's ice cream is banned almost everywhere because it's horrible. And first of all, Nestle's ice cream, all the brands they have other than Haagen-Dazs, is terrible. It all tastes fake. Pop-Tarts. That couldn't get more quintessential American, could it? Pop-Tarts are actually banned in many countries because, well, it's just brominated flour, sugar, and artificial flavor. I mean, is that food? No, it's not. And by the way, there are natural versions of Pop-Tarts that, yes, you're going to get carbs and sugar and stuff, but they don't have all the other things in it. So look for those. Sausages and links of meat links that we have in the, in the food supply, a lot of those are banned from America. Remember, go to Germany and Austria and South America and all these places that have things like sausages and, and meat inside of intestines, you know, they're not banned. Why do they ban American sausages and links? Oh, that was because we do a lot of terrible things to them. Check this one. Hungry Jack's brand instant mashed potatoes. Really? Mashed potatoes are banned? Instant? They're just dehydrated, right? They're instant. Oh yeah, there's a chemical in there. That's carcinogenic. 100%. It's one of the preservatives. Country said, uh, no, it causes cancer. So why are a lot of these banned? The main reason is antibiotics and dyes. Let's discuss the dyes. And you should know this. If you care about health whatsoever, it's one of those areas where people say, oh, you're just reaching. Dyes, they're in everything. It's not a big deal. Oh, yeah? Well, guess what? A lot of research on that stuff. And if you think the companies that make the dyes don't know of all the side effects, let me tell you, they have lawyers. People sue companies all the time for dangerous substances and being hurt by these foods. The number one dye, and I'll hit just quickly before we get into the dyes. It's not just dyes. There's all kinds of chemicals in the food. There's tons of hormones. There's drugs. I don't mean recreational drugs. Pharmaceutical drugs. There's vaccines. All kinds of things that are not supposed to be in there that are in there. And these countries said, no, we're not accepting this food, quote food, right, into our country and hurt our people. No. As far as the dyes go, let's hit the first one. Yellow number five. I thought yellow number five was interesting because we all know of red 40 is a problem. Blue is a problem. They're all a problem, but yellow and red are the two most problematic dyes. And yellow five is in things that you normally wouldn't consider that they'd be in. Whereas red, it's pretty obvious. But anyway, let's go back. Yellow number five, pickles, right? You would think pickles. Really? Pickles? Yes, they add, not everybody, many of them add yellow to it because Pickles that look kind of faded, not great, like the natural brands, 
They don't look all that appetizing. But then you pick up the Heinz pickles and that cucumber's got a little bit of yellow attached to it. And you're like, whoa, that looks totally normal to me. When in actuality, it's not normal, but you perceive it as, oh, that looks like what I'm supposed to have. Of course, things like beverages, all kinds of beverages. Mountain Dew is only one of them. There's lots of different beverages, you know, Gatorade, all this kind of stuff, Kool-Aid, mustard. Can you believe they actually add yellow dye to mustard? Pastries, all kinds of like, you know, the pastries that you would buy in the store. I don't mean things that you'd buy in a, in a bakery. They don't really need those, but pastries you buy in the store. Ice cream, yogurt, pudding, jello, all kinds of cooking ingredients, gum, candy, juice. That's just naming a few of the things that you would consume through your mouth. What about body care, oral care, medicine, pet foods? Yeah. Why do you need to add yellow dye to pet foods? Pets don't care what color it is. Why do you need yellow in your toothpaste or your mouthwash or your deodorant or anything that they put? Yes, they put it in all those things, by the way. Why do you need it in any of that stuff? You don't. Why is it in medicine? So that when you look at that liquid or whatever, that tablet, and you go, oh, I don't want to take that. Oh, look, it's yellow or it's colored in such a way that you say that doesn't look that bad you take it. They don't care about you. And here's what happens when you get that stuff in your body. Yellow actually affects gut bacteria. And then it makes a compound called sulfonylic acid, which there are researchers propose may be carcinogenic. Well, I will tell you, yeah, it is carcinogenic. It may be. That's how they say maybe because they don't want to get in trouble. It is carcinogenic. That's why it's banned in countries that ban it. <laughs> they know what it does. It's just in America, they're like, well, we're not really sure if it's, uh, well, yeah, you're protecting the interests, aren't you? Also known to change your behavior. Kids, they get a lot of yellow dye. It can actually change their behavior. It's not even that much yellow. It can be small amounts, but it will change people's behavior. It has an effect on the brain. Hives, asthma allergic reactions, irritability, restlessness, and sleep disturbances. It's immunosuppressive to human white blood cells and causes DNA damage. Really? So is it really worth having yellow in your foods? I mean, honestly, think about that. To cause all those things I just listed, is it worth it? I didn't even mention the fact that it's been shown to cause asthma in people when they combine yellow dye with Premarin, which is a menopausal drug, it causes asthma. So here you are, 50 years old. All right, got to go on Premarin. And then you love your lemon-lime Gatorade, and you're like, wow, that's weird. Started to get asthma recently. Oh, when did you start drinking Gatorade? Well, you know, about a year ago when I started working out a lot because I was getting older, I want to lose weight. Because I went on Premarin and I gained 25 pounds. So I started working on a lot and I was told, you know, you should have Gatorade to replenish. And now I have asthma. Sounds like you shouldn't have gone on Premarin and definitely not had Gatorade, right? Side note, I'm recording this episode today, which is National Podcast Day. Isn't that funny? 
my mom just texted me and said, it's National Podcast Day. And I said, that's crazy because I'm actually recording an episode right now. All right, back to it. And then we have red number 40, the infamous red dye number 40. Many of the same foods that have yellow also have red, but here's a few that you might not know of. But the tomato products, obviously, there's packaged dinners and medicines. When you look at cough syrup and it's red, why is it red? Why isn't it purple or green? I know NyQuil is green, but why do they pick certain colors? And why would they put a synthetic dye in there when you're sick? It doesn't make sense. You don't even need it. If I looked at a clear cough medicine and was like, oh, it's clear, I wouldn't go, oh, I don't want that one. It doesn't make any sense. Red 40 is no joke. It causes all kinds of problems. Hyperactivity. That's ADHD, by the way, and ADD. Behavioral changes like irritability and depression. Allergic reactions, hives, asthma, sneezing, watery eyes, skin irritation, migraines, cancer. Really? Nausea, vomiting dizziness, gut inflammation, ulcerative colitis. I don't know what else to say. You know, you try and take something because you don't feel well and it's got red 40 in it. You sit down to watch a movie on a Friday night. You just want to have some little comfort food and you're like, what? I can't have my Swiss rolls because it's got red 40 in it. Yeah, sorry. It's got red 40 in it. And you wonder why your eyes start watering when you're eating it, or you got a migraine headache because you started eating it. it wasn't the movie, it's other stuff. Let me just say right now, if you can't tell that this hits home for me and I'm a little bit on a rant, I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I can't help it. This kind of thing really gets to me and I wish more people knew it. I have steered clear of these kinds of things most of my life because I knew they were bad back in 1989. And it hurts me to see you guys consume these things. You just want something that's tasty. You're not really thinking all that much about it. And then years later, you're hit with some pretty serious problems like cancer. Maybe you've never had Red 40 because you lived in a country you couldn't have that. You come to America, you eat something. Hour later, full-blown migraine, dizziness, and you start vomiting. And you're like, really? What was that from? The food you had because it had a stupid dye in it. Nobody cares about. Sometimes I get on a rant, and this is one of those, because it's so important. I can't not have a sense of disdain for the food industry. So I apologize. The reason I said that was because I learned today. They're trying to put vaccines in vegetables. Leafy greens, soybeans corn in order to stop animals that consume that kind of stuff from having any kind of minor issue, diarrhea, skin irritations, these kinds of things. And then also for us to get our vaccinations through meat and vegetation. So to give animals food that's laced with vaccines in order to give it to them and also give it to us, what could go wrong? I mean, why not? They've tainted everything else in our life. Why not taint that? I'm disturbed by this, and you should be too. If you don't want a vaccine, why do you need to have it in your food? If you don't want 
side effects from pharmaceutical drugs? Why is it in our food? Shouldn't food just be food? And if I want a vaccine, I'll go and get the vaccine. Why are you putting in the food? Now you're destroying the animals. You're destroying the vegetation. You're destroying the natural order of the earth for profit and to vaccinate humans because people don't want them. They don't want them. Most people don't want vaccinations. They know what they are. Just about all of the natural things that humans have tried to mess with, they've ruined. They've made them worse. What is natural that they have got their hands into that it's now better? Would you say that you would rather live on a farm that science has gotten involved with, restructured everything to be not natural, or would you rather be on a continent where everything is 100% natural, no humans have messed with it? I know where I would want to be, but our food supply is now being tainted. There are congressmen right now that are trying to stop it because they said, well, what could go wrong? Oh, we know what's going wrong. They're seeing the pollen come from one crop and it's getting into another crop. And then animals are eating that or humans are eating that and they're having serious side effects. It's just a huge topic. So we're going to move on. They should just leave our food alone and let us do the regenerative farming, sustainable farms, or you should grow your own food as much as possible and buy local, this kind of thing that you have control over. You should be reading labels or just buy food with no label at all. <laughs> Some chemicals you see on the label are just vitamins and minerals. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Just because it looks like a chemical name, don't judge it. Doesn't mean that that is a chemical. When they write the names of vitamins and minerals and some of these things that are natural, they use the chemical name. So when they're big, long words, don't worry about it all the time. Know what those words are so that when you see them, you'll know that that is just their effort to increase the nutritional profile. For example, when they add vitamin E, they will say alpha tocopherol. Sometimes it's D-alpha or DL-alpha. DL is the synthetic form. The rotation is counterclockwise, so it's synthetic. Your body can't absorb it. I digress. Just because it's a chemical name doesn't mean it's bad for you. You need to know what your chemical names are. And when you're sitting there in the grocery store, that's what your phone's for. That's what your little internet search button does. What's this word? Oh, look at that. That's just a mineral. You're fine. Most companies don't care about your health. It's all about the profits. This is why they do all this stuff. Therefore, you have to be careful. Processed food isn't food. It is a substance made in a factory, made as cheaply as possible. Then they add a bunch of chemicals to protect it, and then it's shipped to the grocery store. Hopefully, you buy it. <laughs> That's expensive, by the way. So when people say, I couldn't eat organic, it's too expensive. Well, what are you buying then? Junk food? Processed food? Is it actually food? No, it isn't. So you just spent money on something that doesn't nourish you at all. You would be better to eat less and buy real food. Meat is the best. Your body consumes all of it. Other foods just pass through you most of the time. Meanwhile, doing damage to your digestive system and all the tissues of your body. Because it's not food. You're not buying real food. What is food? What are you buying? 
Funny how people say you shouldn't eat meat or animal products because they are bad for you are also the ones eating total garbage non-food. By the way, if you eat straight animal foods and you defecate, you will see that there's almost no defecation. Some people that do this don't defecate much at all, maybe every few days or every other day. I said this in an earlier podcast, but 30% of what you defecate is actually your microbiome die-off. So all the critters that died off, you just defecated them. Well, when you're on a diet that's mostly animal foods or pure animal foods, your defecation is almost nothing. How is that possible? If somebody sits down and eats massive quantities of animal foods and has very, very small bowel movements, where did it all go? Oh, I can tell you where it all went, into the human body. You sit down and eat a whole bunch of vegetables. How much are you going to defecate? We all know what that answer is, a lot, with a lot of gas. So what are you absorbing? So back to this concept of people who tell you, oh, you shouldn't eat foods like that, they're unhealthy, and these other foods are. If I see an animal or animal foods, I see animals and animal foods as real food. They see fast food, packaged foods, processed foods, things in boxes and bags and containers with marketing on them to get you to buy them. They see that as food. They say, I will get a disease by eating animal foods, yet they're eating the worst stuff you can put in your body. You have to consider what you are eating. First of all, it's flavor. I want tasty goodness. And when you eat Doritos, you know Doritos aren't natural. That is a synthetic flavor profile. Probably not good for you. When I eat a hamburger, I'm like, whoa, this tastes good. And I know it's real. <laughs> Just saying. But real food is so much better for you than anything that's packaged. Those bags and boxes and containers, it's all processed packaged garbage. They got to market it to you. Hopefully you'll buy it. You don't have to decide whether or not you're going to buy hamburger. You just go, oh, there's a the hamburger. I buy it. They don't have to disguise it and put colorful labels on it. And all. You're just like, yep, there's beef. I'm going to buy it. Oh, there's chicken breasts. I'll take it. Oh, look, eggs, cheese. It's so easy. Then when it comes to things like fluids, they drink horrible fluids instead of clean water, putting terrible stuff in their bodies. They use medicine with tons of side effects. You got to actually look at the insert, unfold it, by the way, which is like the size of your dining room table. Is that what you want in your body is those medicines? If your diet is good and you stay away from the garbage that's in food, generally speaking, you have much less disease and problems. You don't need the medicines. But why do they have to have such a huge fold out in the medicine that you just got prescribed to you. It's huge. All these side effects. I don't have those side effects when I use ginger. I don't have those side effects when I use echinacea. But you take Tylenol and they say, yep, you could have liver issues, internal bleeding. What in the world? Remember, everything you put in and on your body becomes you. You feed your cells and structures with what you eat and you use. So non-natural stuff doesn't make you healthy. 
It causes dis-ease. That's where the word disease comes from. It's dis-ease. Let me ask you a question. Would you give a two-month-old baby Mountain Dew? How about Doritos? What about fast food? Cigarettes? How about we rub some toxic chemicals on their skin? Well, guess what? Most products for babies is the equivalent of all those I just listed. Look up the ingredients of the stuff you're using. They're the same thing. If you look at your deodorant label, your moisturizing label, your lip balm, your shampoo, your soap, all of these things, your food labels, you wouldn't give those to a baby. Why would you consume or use those? Boy, you can tell I'm worked up, can't you? But somehow, they're fine for you as an adult to use and consume. I'm just saying. I'm guilty of this too. I've done this throughout my life. We all just want to get up and move through our day and get things done. We don't think about this stuff until we realize these things hurt us later on. The whole point of this podcast is to help you get to this point where you realize, okay, I don't need Tide to clean my clothes. I don't need Garnier and Maybelline and L'Oreal on my skin and hair. I can use other things. You can use coconut oil, believe it or not, lard on your skin all over your body to do great things. You can brush your teeth with coconut oil. You don't even need toothpaste. You just need the brush. There are so many things you can do in your life that are healthy and get rid of all the garbage. You don't need all these products. All of these products are sold to you. All the foods down the aisles are sold to you. Those are labels. If you went down the aisle and you said, I need ketchup, and you saw 30 brands of ketchup and none of them had a label, you'd say, well, they all basically look the same. And then you go, I guess I'll take this one. And you take it home, you're like, yeah, tastes like ketchup. Well, guess what? That's how life really is. We are sold almost everything that we believe. It's been marketing from the time you're born until the time you die. It's all marketing. They got you. Processed food, they got you. All this packaged foods, they got you. If you just go in and you buy meat, and if you want vegetables, you go buy the vegetables. If you want beans and things, you just go buy the beans. Who cares what it says on there? Just go, yep, it says organic. I'm buying that. Dairy, same thing. Yogurt, well, yogurt isn't really all that great in the stores, but we may have an episode in the future on how to make really good yogurt. Clean water, a few things like this. Natural ingredients in your house. We've talked about that. You don't have to buy all these products in the store. The grocery store and the stores are this big because of the marketing. You don't need 90% of it. A clean diet with clean body care will make a clean person inside and out. All right, rant over. Thanks for hanging with me. That one got me heated. You can tell by the sound of my voice. I'm a little bit fired up. I told you it was going to be a little weird because I'm going to name names and go through lists and stuff. But if you care about your health, did everything I just say matter to you? Did you think about those things in your life? Do you need unnatural makeup? Should you drink clean water? Do you really want San Pellegrino water because you heard it was totally awesome because it's a spring water. Well, now you know who owns it. 
all the way to pork, chicken, antibiotics, everything that you spend your hard-earned money on. You can actually save money by learning how to buy natural things than buying all the consumer garbage with no real value. So thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was intense. I appreciate your time. Take care of yourself. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.